Welcome back, everyone. I know it's been a couple weeks since Katie and I have been on here. Um, we just had some just technical difficulties with um, our last show that we recorded last week with a guest, but um, we'll reschedule her, have her back on the show. Um, but you know, it happens. So, but we are back pretty much on our regular schedule again. We'll be putting out um, episodes every other week, um, like we normally do. Um, yeah, I feel like we're pretty good at sticking to our schedule. So, two episodes a month is like our norm. Um, yeah. But Today, we're going to be talking about um, vulnerability in relationships and just um, how to cultivate an environment in your relationship where you can be vulnerable and have healthy communication. Um, and for me, this was definitely a topic that has just really hit home, especially this last week, with um, just dealing with things in my own personal relationship with um, my boyfriend and just... Mm -hmm getting to a place where we could just both be vulnerable and share um, our insecurities with each other, that we can learn um, just things from our childhood and from our past and how we can just make sure that we are are being vulnerable with each other and allowing each other to bear each other's burdens, which is not mm -hmm. always an easy thing to do because me and Katie were just talking before the show and, um, and you know, in society, men and women were definitely um, like, I guess, just, you know, just raised differently in the sense of women, it's okay for us to be vulnerable. It's okay for us to be um, emotional or cry or, you know, yeah. things like that, where um, men, a lot of the times they are just looked at as weak if they, if they feel vulnerable or if they are mm -hmm. feeling emotional. And a lot of times they don't know how to um, express themselves in a healthy manner. And, um, you know, and I think just we have to realize that when we're in a relationship, especially I'm speaking more of a romantic relationship, vulnerability is the thing that's going to bring two closer together and breed that intimacy mm -hmm. that is so important. And I think a lot of the times when people think intimacy, they automatically go to like sex or like hanging out all the time and things like that. But real true intimacy is being vulnerable with each other and sharing in each other's mm -hmm. concerns um, and fears and all of those things. So today, that's what we're going to be talking about. I think um, we do talk about relationships quite a bit, but it's just such a mm -hmm. relevant topic. And um, especially this in particular, I think is just something that um, it's just a good thing to talk about. So I really just wanted yeah. to, you know, dive into that. And, um, and yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy the show. And yeah, we're excited to talk about this today. Yeah, yeah. Now when you so Lexi is the one that brought this topic up and I was like, oh my gosh, a hundred percent. So for those who are listening, who might not know, I was married, uh, oh my gosh, six months ago now yes. <laughs> to my husband and we've been together. I know it's crazy how time it's like, it feels like six years and six months all at the same time. Or yeah. like, it feels like, I'm sorry, it feels like less than six months. And then also at the same time, six years, I'm like, yeah. where I'm gone. Like, yeah. don't know. It's kind of like COVID time. Like I never know what day or, or month it is. That's how marriage feels so far. I'm like, <laughs> because since we didn't live together and we just started living together right after we got married, yeah. um, we all of a sudden we're spending so much more time together that it's like this weird, like just like time is so strange to me. Yeah. Our wedding seems so recent, but yet at the same time, we've spent so much more time together now that we've been yeah. married since we live together. Yeah. I work from home. He works from home part-time. So it's like, 
oh my gosh, like just the time has been strange. But yeah, when you brought this up, I was, I immediately was super excited to talk about communication and um, vulnerability because this has been a major component of our relationship. And going from being single a couple of years ago when I was 28 was when I met Jake and then dating and then being engaged and then being married and just how important communication and vulnerability has been in the dating process and then becoming Mm -hmm. engaged and then getting married and then living together and, you know, building our life together and communication truly is the foundation of a, well, God, obviously, but (laughs) first and foremost, um, focusing on your, you know, just being one with, one with God and that, that communion with God, but then the communication between you and your, and your significant other, or I mean, you and a friend, I mean, this could be, this can be any sort of relationship that you have. If you don't have that vulnerability, uh, it really is not, you don't have a relationship that's founded on truth. Mm -hmm. It's, I think we find ourselves sometimes in these relationships, if we're, if we don't have any sort of vulnerability in a relationship, we find that it's very surface level. Right. It's actually very shallow. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, what I have experienced myself, but also I've seen play out in a lot of my friends' lives. And I just think about my friendships that maybe have just dissipated super quickly um, over the years has been like if we lose kind of that one thing that bonded us and what comes to mind is fitness. Because I met so many people over the years with in the fitness industry and, you know, through bodybuilding and powerlifting. And it's kind of like that surface level thing that brought us together. And since I was baptized in 2017 and have really shifted my life um, a completely different direction than maybe I was going in 2017, 2016, 2015, before that, um, I've noticed that a lot of, with that, my friendships that were not, did not have that vulnerability Mm -hmm. in that relationship or something deeper than just something surface level in terms of mm-hmm. fitness evaporated pretty quickly. Yeah. And so when you think about it's not just romantic relationships, it's not just your spouse or just the person mm-hmm. you're dating, it truly is your friendships, those that you do do life with, which is a, a churchy's uh, phrase, doing life with one another. Um, but if, you know, if you really have this kind of mask or facade and it's very like, oh, you know, my life's great. I have everything together and you don't actually bear each other's burdens. You aren't sharing, okay, I'm struggling with this because we all struggle. We're all human. Um, Then really there is no depth to that relationship. So I think, you know, when I, when I ponder on, okay, the relationships that were pretty quick to dissipate over the years, it was very surface level relationships where we weren't talking about those deeper things. We weren't sharing maybe our insecurities, vulnerabilities. Now, you know, there is a level to that. Obviously, someone right. you just meet, you're not going to share all of your burdens with and you have to use discernment. But um, really thinking about, okay, actually intimacy is built upon that vulnerability and from that deeper level of communication that a lot of times is not present if our relationships are just built on those surface level things. Yeah. No, a thousand percent. That is so true. Like looking at other relationships in my life and like I it made me think of when 
I went from college days of like partying and then I made a conscious decision like that. My decision to transition out of like the party lifestyle was more fitness related. I was just like, wasn't healthy. Mm -hmm. But then that also helped me like get back into my relationship with the Lord because I wasn't living in that lifestyle. And Mm -hmm. it was so quick that I lost. I... I mean, I wasn't like so, so popular, but I knew a lot of people like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I could any day I could hit up someone random and be yeah. like, oh, hang out, want to hang like, you know, so um, definitely had a large friend group and mm-hmm. or quote unquote friend group. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like as soon as I transitioned out of that lifestyle, it was just like, you know, so many people looked at me differently or, or didn't want to like be around me or whatever. Cause all they wanted to do is party. And those relationships were so shallow because it was more of like transactional, like you can mm-hmm. do something for me, I can do something for you, you know? So there wasn't a lot of depth in a lot of those relationships, but the ones that stuck around are my friends that have been some of my friends from seventh and eighth grade. So yeah. been through a lot of life together, even our party phases, families, like all these things, you know, and, um, and it's just cool to see like how the important relationships do stick around and they do have mm-hmm. a lot of depth and it is someone that you know that you can run to with your issues or your problems and, and they mm-hmm. give you godly counsel and they're praying for you and they're mm-hmm. really like wanting to see you heal from whatever it is that you're struggling with. And right. that's a true friendship or that's a true relationship. And, and I even think about like just dating relationships and guys that I talked to in the past mm-hmm. and you know, some relationships had a lot of depth and some like it only went so deep. It's like you thought that there was more there than there just like was it. But that vulnerability factor is really hard um, sometimes to address. And I think um, for me and my boyfriend, it's just like we had to learn how to just be very quick to forgive each other because mm-hmm. we realized that we grew up differently and we had right. different childhoods and, you know, we were you know, taught different things. So being quick to forgive and to see the other person's side and mm. make sure that you're like, okay, I need to see their view. Cause this is a conversation that like me and my boyfriend have had a lot. And it's like, mm. we need to make sure that we're trying to see both of each other's side and come to this common ground and just like learning how to learning each other's style of communication. And like, mm-hmm. you know, when I get quiet, like, what does that mean? Or if he's like, you know, just spacing out or like, you know, just kind of trying to disconnect and watching sports, like, what does that mean? learning different things where we can come together and being like, okay, like let's figure out what is going on and let's make sure that we can have this environment where vulnerability isn't shamed, but it's, it's accepted. And it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. I understand where you're coming from. I understand that you're hurting and like being able to share fear with each other too, I think is a really big thing because we do all have fears. And I think that sometimes we have these expectations of each other, even for ourselves, Mm -hmm perfect. Like I remember mm-hmm. thinking going into relationship, into a relationship that I was like, I have it all together. Like I am perfect. And like the first couple of months, my boyfriend was like, I just feel like you don't like share everything with me. And it was funny mm-hmm. because in the first half of our relationship, I was the one who was having trouble really being mm-hmm. completely vulnerable. There was things that I was comfortable sharing. And then there was things that I just wasn't. And, um, he would always say that to me. I just feel like He's like, I feel like you've shared a lot, but there's just something else that you're just like not Mm. sharing with me. And, and, you know, it took me a really long time to be able to like, just open up and be like, I'm afraid of this, this, and this, and like, Mm. I need support in this way, or, you know, and sometimes you go down a list of what ifs and it's like, well, what if this, you know, happens or what if I never become successful or if I, you know, all these things Mm -hmm. that you can share that with the person that you're with or with friends. And they're like, no, this is what God says about you, despite Mm 
all the other outside stuff. It's not about the money. It's not about success. It's not about any of those things or even your relationship status, but this is what God says about you. Mm -hmm. And then having those people to remind you, you know, of the truth of who you are in Christ is probably the most important thing because, you know, we're, I feel like we always just tie ourselves to who we are or what we, how much we make or, you know, Mm -hmm. what people think about us or whatever. And it's just realizing that, um, and yeah, so that's really like conversations that we've had, um, just more recently. Yeah. There's nothing like a relationship to actually reveal how flawed you truly are. (laughs) I remember when Jake and I first started dating and I was like, yeah, like I'm solid on communication. Mm -hmm. You know, I I have good relationships, so I'm good to go. I've worked on, you know, my spiritual journey has been so good. The sanctification process has been great. And then it's like when you get into a relationship where you have to where you are called to, you know, if you're dating with marriage in mind, put that other person in in their needs before yours. And it actually does reveal how selfish you truly are. Because I remember there were so many times where I was like, so just internally like struggling with like what I wanted to do versus what the right thing would be. It was like my flesh and my, and there's nothing like a relationship where God is at the center of your relationship and you're, you're dating in a, by God's standards and you're, you're truly walking towards marriage and that sanctification process and that communication, there's nothing like it that really reveals how flawed you still are and how much you have to work on it. There's nothing like marriage for sanctification. And, um, truly I see it's interesting because you can listen to so many marriage podcasts. You can listen to all the different things about how marriage really reveals your flaws and how it actually amplifies that sanctification process. And I was like, yeah, you know, in theory, like it sounds like you're like, yeah, I'm excited for that. And then when you get in it, you're like, man, I still have so much to work on. And God just continues yeah. to reveal my my my, you know, flaws, but, but that's an opportunity to grow. And, and through those difficulties, Jake and I can work on both of our, um, you know, being more vulnerable with each other and communicating better in order to actually really become more of who God created us to be through that sanctification process. And it really is beautiful. Uh, that was one thing that was so big for Jake and I, in terms of communicating, I think a lot of times, um, like you had mentioned previously, there's this challenge with, you know, women are seen as more emotional. Well, in general, we're just, we are able to communicate our emotions more effectively. That's just kind of a, of course there's exceptions, but as a general rule, women tend to really bond on those types of conversations and um, we're able to empathize with each other just a little bit more effectively and when you know kind of like that motherly instinct and obviously we're making generalizations but for men it's it's more challenging I think one of the reasons that it can be a little bit more difficult is because there is this as you mentioned this man up like you need to be the provider. You need to be the protector. Right. You can't show emotion because that's weakness, you know, and, and all of these different things. Um, yeah. which men are on the front lines of wars. Men are, yes, they in general are the leaders. We do, you know, in terms of they are the God created men to be the, the leaders of the home yeah. and of the household. And they do have bear a greater responsibility. But yeah. at the same time, in order for 
Jake and I to connect on a deeper level. I need to know his vulnerabilities, his insecurities, yeah. things that he's struggling with in yeah. order to actually be that support for him and to pray yeah. for him and to give him that godly counsel when needed or support. Um, pray, I mean, prayer is so powerful too, to encourage okay. him to get into a men's group, to encourage him to, you know, do these different things. I and I can either speak life or I can speak death into okay. our relationship. And so, okay. you know, that vulnerability, I think we look at it as like, oh, well, I'm just being emotional. Well, actually that brings you closer together so that you yeah. can actually push forward more effectively in into that path that God has ordained you to walk on as a couple. Um, and, you know, in the dating process and engagement, that is super important to start to, okay, like, can we truly be trusted with each other's vulnerabilities and emotions? And obviously you have to go through that, that courting dating process in order to figure out, okay, is this person someone who I can trust with that in the future and in a marriage? But that yeah. vulnerability is super important. So that way it's, it's bringing you closer together to move forward. And um, yeah. that's something that has been really key for Jake and I to grow in our relationship and then especially yeah. in marriage as well. Yeah, no, definitely. It's like, it's funny because in your single life, like you really do, especially if you're working on yourself to prepare for a relationship or for yeah. marriage and things like that, like you really do get blindsided and you think that you have like everything, all your ducks in a row. And, and mm -hmm. it, it, it is awesome because I think that is another reason why <laughs> not true, <laughs> never true, never true. But I think that is the reason why, like, you know, we've talked about how we are like with our complete opposites. And I think sometimes yeah. it does make you like, look in the mirror and be like, okay, these are things that I really like don't do correctly. Like I have a problem with, <laughs> so if me and Ray are like going back and forth, even if it's just discussing like politics or whatever, yeah. um, I have a tendency to like not hear his side of things. Mm -hmm. Like if you use something different than me, differently than me. And I have a very strong opinion about that thing. Like I don't even hear his side. And he like brought that up. He's like, you don't, he's like, sometimes you don't like look at my side. He's like, yes, it may be different, but I always hear your side, but you don't always hear mine. Cause I'm like shutting that conversation down, you know? And it's, it's something that I didn't even realize I, I do. And I'm like, no, I, I do that. Like, I'm so sorry for, and for him, it's not even about shutting down his side he feels like i don't hear him and in those situations mm. he's feeling like you know my like his opinion doesn't matter to me and like obviously right. you never make someone feel that way so it always goes deeper than just that top level right of, right we're having a disagreement or we have different views on something it always goes deeper it's like am i hearing you am i listening mm. like mm. and and I think that is so important just to like honor each other in that way too, yeah. because it's not always easy, especially if like, I know that I have strong opinions about things and he's known that about me, like since we've like started yeah. dating and gotten together. Um, but it is being like, okay, let me take a step back and make sure that I'm not just like an echo of all the mm. people that are around me as well, because a lot mm. of my friends do have same views, but like him growing up differently than me, he's going to have different views on things. Yeah. And I'm like, not like a fundamental issue then like I should be open to others opinions even if they are different you know mm -hmm. than mine and just yeah. being like aware of that and then also being aware of like each other's love languages in the sense of 
like what someone needs when they're feeling vulnerable mm. or like alone or afraid. I think sometimes like for me, my first response is to like more so, well, cry, <laughs> but then also to like isolate myself a little bit. And I've noticed that we both, me and my boyfriend both mm. have a tendency to just like isolate ourselves. So, like if mm. we're just feeling like overwhelmed and like that's yeah. not you know, if anything, we should be trying to come together and, and yeah. really try to, um, like we've kind of been talking about, bear each other's burdens. And, you know, that is what Christ calls us to do. And like, that's why it's so important to be in, in a body of believers, because mm -hmm. not even just like in your relationship, but when you are going through things, say you're single or say you don't have, you know, a significant other or a husband or whatever, um, or wife, <laughs> I guess there, there's guys who listen to this too. Um, you know, it's like having this bond out to the two guys listening. Seriously. <laughs> um, you know, having this body of believers around you to support you in your struggles. And, and it's way easier to go through mm -hmm. hard things with others than it is yeah. to do it alone. And sometimes like we do just want to do it alone because we think that we're strong enough. But like, if you're already feeling so broken, sometimes you're not strong enough. And that's right. Admit. And I think when you're in a healthy relationship, it's like when one person's feeling weak, like we have the opportunity to be strong for that person, obviously mm -hmm. in Christ, like we can't do anything outside of Christ, but we have an opportunity to, when I'm feeling weak, he can be strong for me. When he's mm -hmm. feeling weak, I can be strong for him. And like, that's, what's so important. And when we're both weak, like, you know, Christ is the only one who's carrying us in this. Um, so I think that like, that is just super important to remember and to really just have like, even if it's just close friendships, like around you, who are people who are, who mm -hmm. are just interceding for you when you are so broken, you can't even pray for yourself, you know? And I think that's right. so, so important to have. And, you know, you're fortunate if you do have that. And if you don't, like, I'd really seek out, you know, um, a Bible study group, something small group, more intimate mm -hmm. than, um, just like going to church every week and just really get involved. Um, yeah. just you have that. Cause I don't think that that only comes from having a, a romantic relationship, but mm -hmm. I think that, you know, Christ has made us to be a body and to work together, you know, for his good and to heal from things in our past that we, sometimes we don't even realize, but just, you know, things that are just hard to like heal from mm -hmm. and to grow from. And, um, that's the beauty of relationships and the beauty of vulnerability and that intimacy that you can cultivate with the people around mm -hmm. you who are in Christ. So I think right. that's super important for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I found so much benefit we did through couples counseling and premarital counseling. And there's actually a, I know you had heard of it, Symbus, Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts. Yeah. Such a good resource. I mean, I think you can even do it, um, maybe even just order it separately, even if you don't yeah. go through counseling, but yeah. it is a really good way to break down Okay, what is your communication style? Um, how do you process things? What was your home yeah. life like growing up? Because I think a lot of times we have these experiences growing up, how we saw our parents communicate, how we saw right. disagreements happen, how we saw conflict, uh, you know, was it was conflict just put in the closet never to be addressed again? Or was it like a full blown, you know, I think, I think sometimes, you know, we have these two extremes. It's like it's either swept under the rug or it's like a full blown yeah. fight. And so, yeah. like, think about those two extremes. If mm -hmm. one person comes from the full bone fight and, you know, raising voices and yelling, that's normal to them. The yeah. other person, it's like, well, just putting it under, you know, sweeping it under the rug and never addressing it is normal. And so, right. when those two people come together, dis two different types of dysfunction, mm -hmm. there's going to be conflict from that because the way yeah. that you um, resolve 
conf or the way that you resolve things is completely different. And so addressing, okay, where is it that I'm sinful in my communication resolution? Yeah. And, and yeah. what were, what did I see my parents potentially yes. or siblings or family or mentors? What did they, or important people in our lives, what did they, what were their examples? And yeah. let's think about, okay, maybe some of the sinful patterns that my, that every single family has, yeah. what are some of those sinful patterns that I tend to right. gravitate towards and how can I break that down as recognizing, okay, I need to repent from this sin and I need to move forward in a different manner. And a lot of times yeah. that's really hard because it's the way you've always, you know, resolve conflict or, well, you know, my mom, she did this when we grew up and that was just normal. Well, just because your mom did it doesn't mean it was actually you know, a good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would highly recommend Symbus. Jake and I went through that with a counselor and we did yeah. biblical counseling for, oh my goodness, maybe three to four months before we got married. And yeah. we it was one of the best investments that we ever made in our relationship. Yeah. And I would say probably one of the biggest revelations was in communication and how we communicate and how different it is. So just yeah. for an example, Jake is an external processor and I'm an internal processor. And this is just an example of something that we discovered as we were going through this, this yeah. uh, Symbus, our premarital counseling, and also just how we communicate. And so for Jake, he has to repeat things. So if I say something, <laughs> it's a four times and I'm standing there and I'm like, you're not listening to me because yeah. he repeated it four times. Because for me, the way I think about things, I'm just, I sit there and I don't say anything and I'm thinking about it and I repeat it like four times in my mind. So I think if someone repeats something to me four times, they're not listening to me mm. because what I just said went in one ear and out the other. And so now they're trying to figure out what I just said. Yeah. Whereas Jake, no, he's externally processing. And I'm just thinking you need to process information the way I process information. Right. right. Yeah. Whereas when I process information, um, a lot of times I need like maybe two minutes to think about it. I'm like, I need silence. And so then Jake at certain points has thought, oh my gosh, like, you're really angry at me. You're like not, you're shutting me down because you're mm -hmm. silent. And it's actually like, I'm just processing information internally completely yeah. differently than he does. We're totally yeah. different people. So then we have to recognize, okay, God created us differently. We're wired differently. He's a male. First of all, I'm a female. So like just that alone is going to create conflict. Yeah. Um, and the way we process information is different. The way that we process our emotions is different, or, you know, in terms of logical versus emotional, right. um, our strengths and how we think and how our brain works, totally different. And so yeah. a lot of times we tend to be arrogant because we think the way I communicate is the right way. Yeah. Well, actually, not really. The way I communicate is based on what I saw growing up, how exactly. I'm wired, all the multitude of things right. that my sins, my strengths, my weaknesses, you know, all these different things. Yeah. And the way I communicate is not right. It's just the way I am. And there's bad things about it. There's great things about it. Right. And, you know, sinful things and, and also strengths. But yeah. looking at my communication style as being like the epitome of communication is completely arrogant and totally right. sinful. So I think it's recognizing our own sin, our own shortcomings, and also how 
different God made each person. And that right. can actually really improve communication when you recognize my way is not the best way. And God created every single person differently. Yeah. Yeah. A thousand percent. And it's so funny. Like sometimes you don't even realize your own communication styles because yeah. when, you know, you're going to communicate differently with your husband than you are with a friend or with a family member, because like it, the, the depth of communication, is just, it's going to be deeper because this is the person that you're married to and you share mm-hmm. everything with. Right. And it's just funny because like learning di- when you were talking, I was like, oh yeah, like, you know, I know that I, I feel like my boyfriend is like definitely an internal processor, but I think he mm-hmm. does have some external stuff too. So it's very mm-hmm. interesting, like, cause he'll sit and he'll think about something for like a week straight and then he'll come talk to me about it. And for me, like, as soon as we talk about it, I'm like, it's done. We're on to the next thing. Oh like my he wants to come back and revisit that to make sure that we have it like resolved. And now like our thing is like, we just tell each other, okay, this is resolved. And then we move forward. So like, as as we say that we've resolved it, then he's gotten better about that. And like, I'm like, he, he's a little bit more of a worrier. So he's like, how do you just like get over something? And I'm like, I have no idea, but I already know that I already forgot about it because I can't even like keep a schedule together. So I was like, there's no way that I have time to like mull over a, a like a fight or a disagreement or whatever that we had. I was like, if it's resolved, then it truly is resolved in my mind. And you know, for him, like if we go through something like it, he'll continue to apologize, but he'll beat himself up about it. And I'm like, we have like, we've moved on from this. Like we have forgiven each other and we're moving on. We're moving forward. Like, you know, we don't have to mull over Mm -hmm. the same thing because when we say that we forgive each other, like we mean that Mm -hmm. we move forward. So Mm -hmm. for me, I'm so like, Oh, once it's over, it's over. And like, he internalizes a lot. And like, It's just, it's so interesting to see, but it is such a blessing. Like God has made us so uniquely and wonderfully made. And I think that it's just like beautiful things to be able to share that with someone, even if that's in friendship or relationships. It's, it it is so like you've used like refining. And I love that word so much because it really is like, you just, you really constantly have to like be just yeah we constantly have to be refined like we are always there's always something to work on there's always something that we're realizing about ourselves like oh wow like I am so imperfect and like sometimes when I think I have it all together then something else comes along and I'm like okay but it also keeps you humble and I think that's the biggest thing important it's like living in this like humility knowing that we are not perfect um and Christ is the only one who can restore us and it's just like yes we can work on um, we can work on ourselves, but with Christ, like that's the only way that like true change yeah. comes about. And, um, and yeah, I wanted to, um, just share a verse that I just has been on my heart pretty much all week, but, um, this Ephesians four, two, and it says, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing one another in love, yeah. um, bearing with one another in love. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, we really do like, even when we're going through hard things, like we need to make sure that we're reflecting Christ's love with each other, even if it's difficult things, or even if we don't agree, or if we're just don't mm-hmm. like each other very much, you know, at that moment, like it is so yeah. true. Like we have to make sure that we're reflecting Christ constantly and like and making sure that yeah. you're there uh, uh, making a, a, a space where you can be vulnerable and you can be fully yourself with someone and not feeling judged. Cause I think that's a big thing too. It's like, sometimes if we're trying to get vulnerable and mm-hmm. then we feel like we're being judged, it's like, and I'm shelling back up, you yeah. know, so, um, sure. so 
definitely, I think, essential in all relationships, um, no matter what type. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that the vulnerability, vulnerability factor is everything. And it's, you mm -hmm. know, Christ made us that way. Um, we're not made to do life alone. Like, that's just not how we were created. Like, community is yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a practical takeaway um, we actually, Jake and I went through this. We were going through James with our Bible study. And part of James says, be slow to speak um, or quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. So when you think about those three things, quick to speak, quick to listen, and slow to anger, which one of those do you struggle with in terms of your communication? And I actually have after that conversation, I really meditate on that. Like when I'm in conversations and what my weakness tends to be, because for me, I tend to get frustrated pretty quickly. I listen well, I don't speak quickly, but I tend to like get like frustrated and then angry. Yeah. And Jake recognized like, okay, I probably speak too quickly. And so that's what he needed to work on. And so I think a lot of times, you know, we, we tend to, focus on other people's flaws, even in a disagreement or like so, so stuck on the fact that I'm right or whatever it may be when it's actually like, okay, how can I be? So for myself, what I've really reflected on is how can I be really exemplify the, the fruit of the spirit more and not get as frustrated or quick, yeah. you know, quick to get angry or, you know, yeah. just like, ah, you know, tosses, you know, I tend to just be like, I'm done with it, you know, or whatever it may be and just like move on. And God is calling us to be slow to anger, slow to speak and quick to listen. And so how can we think about those, those three things and, and which one maybe, you know, our listener struggles with the most and, and pray on that and ask God to reveal how to really combat that with the truth of, of God's word and in that sanctification process and surrendering that to him and praying for him to help you live more by the spirit and less by the flesh. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We'll see you in a couple of weeks for another one. Um, if you didn't know, we are on YouTube. I never talk about this, but we do post these videos on YouTube. Um, so if you're someone who prefers to watch, um, you can watch our older episodes on YouTube if you're listening to this one today. And then make sure you follow us on social media at the .freedom Podcast. Um, we love you guys so much, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye.